Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29, the podcast that looks at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. We just watched game one of the Utah Summer League, and I'm here with Tyler Jones to dissect it. Tyler, how are you enjoying the World Cup? Uh, World Cup's exciting. Uh, Belgium sports does not get better than Belgium, Japan. Uh, that, especially that second half, incredible. Uh, I feel bad for my for Japan, but you know, it's a fun match. I had fun. Uh, did you watch any of it, or you know, did you just follow it through Twitter? Well, can I get there in a long-winded way? Go ahead. Go so, ahead. so as the teams were warming up, I got to talk to Travis Schlenk a little bit. You know, just pleasantries. You know, how are you doing? Things like that. And I, I remarked that. Uh, I remarked that my oldest daughter is turning twenty this week, and that means that she's older than Trey Young and Kevin Herter. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, isn't it amazing?" And you know, we we're talking about how. Trey Young's dad, I think he's like 40. I'm, I'm 46. Actually, I'm 29. I, I impregnated my wife when I was eight, and she, the kid was born when she was, you know, when I was nine. So I'm, I'm actually only 29. But, you know, we were talking. <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah, she was born 20, 20 years ago. And uh, when she was born, she was born with like, the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck and it like almost strangled her to death. And she was very jaundiced and we spent a week in the hospital. Uh, you know, just it's, you know, first week of July, it's a hundred degrees out blazing sun, but we were holed up in the hospital like a cavern. And finally, after a week, she was healthy enough to go home and we come out of Georgetown hospital. She was born in DC. And as okay. we leave the hospital and just, the sun is like the brightest thing you've ever seen because we hadn't been outside in seven days. But we get out to leave Georgetown Hospital and there's just cars in the streets and people just have this rage on their face and they're banging on the cars and honking their horns. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh, whoops, I'm not supposed to curse. But who did we just go to, who did we just go to war with? You know, what's going on? I'm, I'm a little scared at this point. You know, I haven't seen the news. I have no idea what's going on. And as it turns out, 20 years ago, France had just won the World Cup. And Georgetown Hospital's across the street from the French Embassy. And they were just going absolutely ah. bonkers because, you know, they'd, they'd finally done it. Yeah, man. That's, uh, wow. <laughs> so, like, so it's basically been a, well, not a full circle, but. Yeah, kind well, of full circle. <laughs> Yeah, twenty years, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I because, that's a big number, but we got to get to the Hawks because tonight was a big night. Trey Young's first game in a Hawks uniform, and just as an aside, I like the uniforms. Nike, uh, Nike, right? Nike did a good job with those. Yeah, really the summer like, league uniforms. Yeah, they're tight, sharp. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very, very good kit. If we if we linger into the soccer for a bit. But, uh, all right, let's not linger too far. <laughs> all right, all right. Trey Young, Trey Young, what'd you think? What'd you think? Four for 20, but what'd you think? Uh, I thought he was fine. Uh, I did feel uh, relatively early. He was a bit thirsty with the uh, the shot attempts 
seemed like he was pressing a bit for his offense. But yeah. um, really, I mean, that's, here's the thing about Trey Young. One, he's going to have games like this. He's just a high-variance basketball player. Sure. That's what he was in Oklahoma. Um, the the important thing to note is that he was able to affect the game in other areas besides, you know, shooting. Uh, his passing was special. Uh, he made some, like some, man, some of his cross court passes. Like nobody in the Hawks has been able to throw that pass <laughs> in my entirety of watching the Hawks. Right. So that's twenty six years more or less. Um, so then it's, you know. That was that was I thought that was really special. Um, really, once once like second half he was act, he was pretty good. Uh, once he stopped trying to score, you know, and he really just focused on being a playmaker. Uh, I felt like he really settled in into his game. The thing about Trey, if you're con- going to be concerned, is that you know he couldn't really finish uh, at the rim, especially through contact. If he got a little bump, it it threw his entire flow off and he's just going to make layups. Um, that's probably going to be a problem, problem for Trey for the first, you know, maybe four or five years in the league. He's just, you know, he's small. He's a small guy, you know, he's not that big. And it just takes time for uh, guys to get, get there physically. You can't really rush it. There's no way to really get like, just get, functionally bigger without just getting old so (laughs) once he put you know so i mean once he puts on the grown man weight he'll be like i feel like he'll uh figure it out at the rim but you know the shots those are the type of shots he takes i would like to see uh trey move off the ball more i did feel when the ball wasn't in his hands that he was leaving points on the table by not you know by not really running around screens, just being a being a menace with his ability to make shots and being a gravitational force by the type of shot maker that he is, he kind of just once he gave up the ball or the ball wasn't coming his way, he kind of just settled at the three point line. It really wasn't a factor in the play, so that's something to keep track of because you know that was a, that was a problem with him at Oklahoma. You know, at Oklahoma, he didn't really have the playmaker. So he Correct. couldn't really be off the ball, but I feel like in Atlanta, they're really gonna want to. Like I, I mean, you saw that you were there. Like they, a lot of the possessions started with either Tyler Dorsey or Jayla Adams, or you know somebody else bringing the ball up the floor and having Trey come off the screen. And I think um, you know Lloyd Pierce wants wants to move him. You know he's still a point guard functionally, but you know to maximize his value as a shooter, you you want him off ball, moving off screens and you know, creating havoc that way. Sure. Because uh, that's where he gets his gravity. He's either going to get his gravity either, you know, moving off the ball, like you say, or running pick and roll and getting trapped. And and that's, you know, apart from his shots, it's just the respect for his shots that that's going to help open up the offense a little bit. And, and that's the thing. Even, I mean, he went four for 20, but the Grizzlies were keyed in on him. I, sure. I think it was, you know, pretty obvious they you know, they were pressuring him up. They were harassing him. You know, they were treating him like he was already a star basketball player. So, um, you know, you compare that to uh, Jaron Jackson, who had a hell of a game. Uh, and aside, like, some generally great shot making. Uh, the first couple of threes Jaron took were just basically wide open catching shoots. But after that, like, 
Because on some some of those threes, John Collins closed out on on them hard. And Wait, I got I got to stop you. Okay, John Collins did close out hard, but Jaron Jackson is sticking his leg out. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, that that. <laughs> like honestly, John was a good sport about it. I would have been pissed because it's summer league. Oh, he he, he said it to the ref at least once. He was like. Hey, he's sticking his leg out. He he definitely made a point of telling the ref what was going on, and it was it was pretty blatant. Yeah, yeah, he did it. He did it at least three times. I saw. Um, <laughs> that was, I was like, one. That's a that's a dirty play. It's summer league, and it's a quick way to get hurt to just hurt yourself because, like, you can't really dribble. Like that was the thing with Jaron. Like. His shot making was outstanding, but you know he kind of got the benefit of a couple of whistles where John beat him to the spot and he just fell over, like stuff that's just not going to get called at the NBA level. Like when he when he's playing in a real NBA game, uh, you know his handle is just not there yet. So I feel like his main counter is to stick his leg out and draw these fouls on these closeouts, <laughs> and that's just not like the first NBA game, but like. Ref's not going to respect that like they did here. Like they're honestly, they might start calling it the next game because you know news travels these, fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. These refs, you know, they they watch everybody watches film, including the refs, and they're going to be like, "Hey, this is a point of interference. You have to call this offensive foul because he." I mean, the reason why reason why that rule exists is one, it's unfair. And two is like somebody's going to you're going to hurt yourself or somebody you're else break your leg. Either you yeah, or somebody I mean, else. So, but I mean that aside, like Jaren, he had a hell of a game. Oh, wise like he, that. he's yeah, that was impressive. His jump, like his jumper, looks there already. Um, he might be one of the best shooting big men in the NBA already. Like, yep. you know, it's hard not to, it's hard not to overreact to some, the, the the quality of shots he was taking because those weren't just simple catch and shoots. Those were those were quick releases. Yep. Um, coming off the of screens, like really impressive shot making from him, and uh, well, he's a special talent. Um, so to bring it back to know, the Hawks, you mentioned before that uh, you know Trey Young's going to be a high variance player. The Hawks are going to be a high variance team because Lloyd Pierce wants them hoisting. You know, he was very pleased. He said, "Like we wanted to get up forty threes and." They got up 43s, but they only made nine of them, so they shot 22% from three. Meanwhile, Memphis took 25 and made 13 and shot over 50% from three. So, you know, they they really got killed in the three-point game. But, you know, if they get to a point, I mean, it looks like Spellman could kind of shoot, and there's going to be a point where Trey Young starts hitting. And you know, if they can get to 35, 40%, all of a sudden, this the outcome of this game would have been a lot different. I mean, I'm not saying they would win, but it's it's going to be a battle down the stretch if if they don't shoot twenty percent from three. How do you feel about the quality of shots they were taking though from three? Because I thought uh, specifically with Trey Young, I thought early on he took a couple of bad ones, and actually, you know, for, but from then on out, you know, I thought that they were pretty straightforward. They weren't such high degree of difficulty, with the exception of the distance. Uh, but the first couple, he tried to get a couple up with a hand in his face, and those were the ones that you know. There were two or three there, and there were a couple that were like wide left air balls. Those those were the ones that I thought were poor decisions. But 
by and large, I, I thought his decision making on when to when to get him up was fine. It was just the first few. What about the? Because I mean, Trey is Trey, so he's sure. probably going to take those shots regardless. Sure, uh, I'm not too concerned about it, but. I'm talking about like the other guys, uh, Amari Spellman, John Collins, uh, Jalen Adams. How how do you think how do you think of their uh, you know their shot um, just specifically from three? Because to me, I think Spellman's still feeling out a little bit. I think Dorsey, Collins, Adams, they all looked fine. Uh, you know, Spellman's still you know he's still figuring out. You know, it's. And I think he's one of the players that the longer line is going to affect him a little bit more. Just not not even in terms of percentage, but just in terms of feel for the game, knowing when to shoot, how to shoot. I think the longer line will be an adjustment for him, uh, maybe more than for Trey Young or Kevin Herter or you know some of the other players. Jalen Adams, I think Jalen Adams will be fine with the longer line. But I think you know Spellman, uh, just knowing when and how to fire and getting a feel and a timing for when the defense is going to be there and when it isn't, I think it'll be a little adjustment for him. So I mean, you're you were like I don't know if everybody else in the pocket who's listening to this know this, but Kevin is currently in Utah right now, so that's he right. Saw the game live. We're counting on I, Hampton like Inn I, to keep up this connection. Uh, so go go Hampton Inn Wi-Fi. Uh, so I was gonna ask like, so how how did the how did Spellman and the others look pregame at least with their shot, you know, because. Uh, I, to me, like, if you're able to make, you know, even though, like, pregame doesn't, like, pregame shooting kind of does matter in that you get a rough idea of the quality of shooter the player is, right? If, it, right. if they shoot an easy ball or not. So, uh, really with, less with Spellman, because I feel like uh, from the little I've seen, even today, it looked like he shot, you know, he he shoots a good ball, maybe talk more about maybe John Collins because he, he took a couple um he took two threes from uh, beyond the break something he didn't really do that much last season he was pretty good from the corners yeah How'd it, he look uh, I think he looked okay he said that you know it's an adjustment for him because you know these some of these guys are second year guys Collins Dorsey and so on it's their second year but it's still their first year with Pierce and, mm-hmm. you know, Collins made a point of saying, you know, last year Bud wanted me to roll, roll, roll. Yeah, it's actually been kind of funny because I've been kind of getting confused in my brain. You know, Bud always had me rolling, rolling, rolling. And now Coach is like, hey, pop a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I started to do that at the end of the year last year. But now, starting off the year, he wants me to pop. So, uh, it's going to be, like I said, another adjustment learning how to learning when to roll and when to pop um, in Coach's system. But I think I knocked down one day. Felt good. I'm going to keep on shooting. What about the touches of the elbow? It looks like they're starting the offense through in that spot a lot. Are you getting used to that? Yeah. Um, it's like I said, I think that's that's like an option out of the, the set we run. We don't have to necessarily throw it there every time, but it's cool that we can you know get options and I can go work. Um, once I get, like I said, comfortable with everything we're running, um, it's going to be a lot easier, especially with that year experience. So, you know, you can hear him say that he thought, you know, Bud was saying roll, roll, roll. He said with Pierce, you know, now it's it's more subjective. It's de- it's a decision to make. You know, he he's going to pop a lot more than than he did last year. You know, Pierce has mentioned a couple of times. You know, last year Collins took 
some percentage of his shots at the rim. I want to say around 75% of his shots right at the rim. He's like, mm-hmm. this year we want that to be different. We want him taking more jump shots. Uh, you know, I, they want the offense to loosen up and to have more space, and they want Colin shooting from longer distances. So it might be a little bit of a force early on, but it's a point of emphasis. It's an adjustment they want to make, and I guess you know this is the place to make that kind of adjustment. Yeah, I did find that, you know, based on the game, like he wasn't really rolling that much to the rim. It, it did look like he was trying to, you know, at least operate uh, beyond the break. Uh, and, you know, you know, he got caught a couple times uh, dribbling too much. But, yeah, I mean, John's another case. I thought John looked great. We can talk about that in the pod once we come yeah. back. Uh, and, and I did that pod last week about the scrimmage, but he was mm-hmm. rolling like a – got to keep my language clean. Damn it. Oh, whoops, that's a bad <laughs> word too. But he was rolling – he was rolling hard Friday. In fact, there were a couple times like – he was going to go up for a big finish, and and the pass never came. And he was he was open to get it, and was loading up to take off, and the pass never came. And you could kind of just see the eyes, you know, not not so much the body language, but just the eyes, you know, just kind of a a little bit of a shake of the head, like oh, you should have, and you know. So I mean, I don't know if if this event is something where they they just want to tinker with it and get more shots, but. He'll be rolling, but but for right now, I think he's just kind of feeling it out. Well, yeah, that makes. All right, we we can come back to the pod because you talk about that makes sense. You mentioned, uh, you know, what what seeing it live. What are some of the things you see live? Uh, I think Tyler Dorsey, just like his body language, his demeanor, maybe his core strength. And I know always, you know, these second year guys just when they're up against the first year guys, they look like they're from another class they they just are better um but even like in warm-ups and stuff i i think there's just a confidence and a poise he just doesn't look like a rookie anymore i mean when you watch him up before games last season you know he's fine but he looked like a rookie and i think there's just a purpose and a a seriousness that and just a confidence from putting in the work i i think he's ready i'm excited for big things just just based on his demeanor um but at halftime, another thing that I saw from seeing it live, Trey Young, like his passing, like he's like, you know how they talk about in the NFL, you know, quarterbacks, how many reads can they make before they get rid of the ball? What, how many options can they see? Trey Young is seeing stuff. Like he's, he's making high-level passes. You can just watch in his eyes and his body movements that he might start for one thing, but even as he's like starting that motion to make one pass – He's processing more options, and if it turns out that it's a better, he'll he'll flip the switch, you know, mid pass, and just send it off another direction. He's it was really impressive to see it up close because you could just you could see that it was like you know standing on a football field, just being able to read the quarterback's eyes and see how he goes from one to the other to the other. He was making a lot of solid decisions, and and you could see it up close. Uh, that he was doing it. But another thing I got to see, you know, that you might not see on the broadcast is like his halftime warm up. I'm not sure, you know, he was four for 20 for the game. I don't know what he was at halftime, maybe 0 for 8, 0 for he 9. O, he was like 0 for 9, yeah. Yeah. And when he came out for that halftime warm up, he didn't look comfortable at all. I think that first half performance had gotten in his head a little bit. Like his warm up for the second half was kind of, uh, maybe we're overanalyzing by looking at a halftime warm up, but. 
I, I think it, it got to him a little bit. And once he made that first three-pointer in the third quarter, it seemed like a weight had been taken off his shoulders a little bit. Yeah, it felt uh, to me with Trey specifically that he was really all night. He was just pressing. Uh, that, and it might have been, uh, you know, it might have been something to do with, you know, playing in Utah. That's a, you know, at a high altitude. And so that's a real adjustment, uh, you know, athletes have to make because, you know, the oxygen levels are just different. It's harder to breathe. It's harder to breathe, uh, you know, in that, in that elevation that Utah plays in. So uh, over in Salt Lake, so he might've been struggling, you know, really with his condition. I felt every, it felt like both teams were struggling with their conditioning uh, relative to, you know, the shape that they're probably in based on the work they put in during the off season. It just felt like maybe they, they weren't getting, you know, the, um, the oxygen levels that they needed for optimal performance. But like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Trey is a make or miss league. Trey wasn't, you know, making the three pointers that he, he was accustomed to making. Uh, so it, it, it honestly doesn't even look that bad because he, you know, he got he, his ability to get to the free throw line. I felt was pretty good. Uh, you know, he had a lot of, he had a lot of in between dribbles, uh, putting, putting defenders on their hip and then baiting them into fouling them. You yes. know, that's stuff that, that's stuff that the elite, uh, the elite ball handlers in the in the NBA uh, can do and make, and he's already doing that at 19 years old. So, you know, to me, there's a lot of positives to go with Trey. That his defense was pretty, you know, it was solid. Uh, to me, defensively, while he's weak, he he was able to he moved his feet pretty well all game, and you know, he kind of uses he uses hands pretty well to really mitigate the fact that he, you know, he's just not that big. You know, so, you know, he's probably going to get bullied, but, you know, he had some, he had some real fight in him and he felt like, you know, he was trying to, you know, pump himself up with how he pump him, his game up defensively to help him offensively, maybe. Um, you know, Dorsey, you know, Dorsey to me, he was okay as a rookie relative to his draft position. Um, you know, his biggest issue was that you know, the shots just weren't going down as much as they need to. He he did shoot 36% from three, but from everywhere else, it just wasn't, you know, his his pull-up game just wasn't good enough for what the type of player that he has to be, which is, an, which is a good shot maker, or he's just not going to make it in this league. So he looked good today. He, like you say, he, he played with some real confidence. Um, uh, we can get to Spellman real quick. Right. You know, Spellman is shockingly athletic. That's something that's something I noticed watching more film of him. Uh film, which is basically just YouTube highlights because <laughs> I don't you know, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not I'm not big ball out here. Uh but you know, you can see you can still see some stuff with him and you know, his athleticism pretty uh pops when he's able to load up. Uh but to me, you know, he's he's just gotta lose more weight. Uh, you know, he's lost plenty of weight from his freshman year at Villanova, but he's still got a ways to go just because you can just see it, especially on the, on the glass, on the rebounds. Uh, this might've had to do with the fatigue levels, but he was kind of getting bossed around, uh, just due to guys just having a quicker jump than he did. Right. He was, he was kind of a step slow sometimes, but, 
at the same time, when he was in position, he was able to make plays on both ends of the floor. And, uh, you know, he, he does compete. You can see that he is a competitor, but, you know, he's he still got a way to go physically. Uh, who, who impressed you from the non, you know, non-draft pick or non-guaranteed roster spot Hawks uh, in particular tonight, uh, their whole game? Oh, I mean, Junior Robinson looked okay. I mean, he looked, uh, when he had the ball in his hands, he looked like he could change speeds a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, keep people off rhythm. Maybe he was a little bit right-hand dominant on his drives to the rim. Uh, Smith, I mean, he he looked okay in the pick-and-pop game. He looked like, you know, he knew where his, his feet were supposed to be. I thought Jock Landale did a really good job rebounding. Um, you could kind of see him, you know, when there was going to be a rebound opportunity, he was always kind of the first guy, you know, kind of jostling for position, trying to make space. And he was really effective at doing that. Um, and speaking of rebounding, and this isn't one of, uh, this isn't one of the non-roster guys, but Tyler Dorsey, um, I, mean, I think he has real rebounding potential. Like when he went to Erie last year, he would get you know seven, eight, nine, ten rebounds a game in Erie. Um, I don't he you know, he could he didn't really do that kind of stuff with the Hawks, but I think you know with Actually, some confidence in his body, he can really high point the ball. He gets in there with those big boys, and his hand is right there with their hand when they're when they're up to get the ball. It's really impressive. Actually, Kevin, his rookie year, that was one of the things I was most impressed by was his defensive rebounding. Okay. Uh, I thought, like, you know, it's something actually me and uh, I went back and forth with a couple guys on Twitter. I was like, man, he really gets up for the for these defensive rebounds. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought in the limited time that he played, he he was probably, you know, the best the best guard, non-Kent Bazemore rebounder uh, on the team just – because he he really like like you say he high points the basketball. It's very he's a very fundamental basketball player in some aspects of his game, um, and like that that one is clear as day because he really gets up for boards, and that's you know that's just added value from from his position and you know it's something he you know it's clearly that he's probably been good at all his life and uh, you know it's good to see that you know it continues even in summer league. But I I did think that was one of his. That was one of his strengths last year as a rookie was as a rebounder. Um, if we can get back, sure. I felt that even with, um, you know, even even with Jaron Jackson just going off with the threes, I, I still thought, like, John Collins was the best basketball player on the floor. I didn't think it was particularly close. Nope. Uh, the, uh, like, he's just, I mean, he's just bigger. He's just stronger than anybody Memphis had for him, so. He was really just bullying guys around on both ends. Uh, it was good to see that, to me, uh, it felt like his feet were much improved uh, from last year in summer league where he was really just, you know, flying around, but he didn't really move his feet. He, he more or less was getting beaten using his hands and fouling. Right. Uh, here, it felt like he was really doing a great job of moving his feet, playing with his, you know, playing with his chest into the body of the offensive player and, Really being a nuisance and using and playing up to his strengths as an athlete, uh, so that was that was really encouraging to see. Offensively, he made some high level passes and some high level plays, but I mean, John did that his rookie year. Uh, 
So that shouldn't really be too big of a surprise. There's really nothing that John can really do to, you know, show that he's improved as a basketball player at this level just because, I mean, he's he's already good at the NBA level, right? You know, right. he was good for – he wasn't just good for a rookie. In the role that the Hawks had him, he was pretty good overall. Uh, yep. But but it, it, it is good to see that the small like it, – it's good to see that uh, Pierce is, you know, freeing him up a bit more to diversify his game and not just be a roller. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty clear that he's going to have the ball in the hands more and he's going to be allowed to do more. Uh, so that's – you know they're not going to put they're not going to put any chains on it. He's going to be able to, you know, succeed and fail and learn. You know, really what his strengths are besides just rolling to the rim because he's already one of the best at it in the NBA. Yep. Uh, so that's that's good to see. Um, trying to think, I thought Jalen Adams looked pretty good. Uh, the three point stroke is there. The defense is not though. Right. Uh, the defense overall I thought was pretty poor from all the. You know, honestly, I thought Trey Young was at least a ro- a pest. Yeah. Um, but I thought Jalen Morris really... was pretty good. Yeah, he was kind of disruptive. He, he, he was good. Uh, Tonyus Cleveland was, you know, just he wasn't doing enough on on the defensive end of the floor for me. He really didn't like. He was kind of disappointing relative to his talent level to me. Okay. Hopefully, he can you know bounce back. Uh, Jalen Morris looked looked okay defensively, but you know Tyler Dorsey didn't look good defensively to me. Uh, at least moving his feet felt like a lot of these guys were getting beat off the dribble and weren't really contesting shots. Uh, just not playing with the force needed to be a good defensive player in the NBA today. Uh, a lot of Jaron Jackson's uh, open threes came off of you know the guards not getting over these screens and. You know, like this right. is just summer league, right? You know, these are <laughs> yep. these are summer league big men. You know, Memphis got, you know, Memphis bigs are they're okay. You know, Deontay Davis got some talent, but you know, they're not. You know, they're not the the quality of big man that these guys are going to face in the NBA. Who set, you know, monster picks, most of them illegal, right? So, like they <laughs> they have to get over. They ha- you have to get over these screens, or you're just leaving the big man out to dry. Uh, against certain pick and pop guys like they did with Jaron. Um, other than that, you know, defensively they were poor. Offensively, the shots just weren't falling. But I did like the flow of the game. It it felt at times though. Sometimes maybe they got a little bit selfish. Uh, didn't trust one another. But it's summer league. You know, a lot of these guys only been practicing for less than a week, really. So, you know, it's a it's a it was overall I. You know, I had fun watching it. Um, I don't know about, you know, everybody else. It's, you know, the, the, the important takeaway is that it's just summer league. You know, these, these games only matter so much. Uh, it's really, really the only thing I – my philosophy with, with summer league, I, I don't know about yours, Kevin, is that really I just, I just see who can and can't play at the NBA level, right? Right. Um, you know, if you can play – uh, then I, I really don't care about your shooting percentages or, you know, your your defense or you know. I mean, you do care. You you want to take some small glints of what they can be going forward, but you know, there's only so much you can take away. Um, and that's probably as 
I don't really have anything else on the game. Do you? Um, just one little nuance on Trey Young. I thought that, and maybe maybe it's more than nuance, but I I just thought that he looked a lot more comfortable on his drives when he was driving baseline than when he was just kind of driving towards the basket, like through the paint directly at the rim. It just seems like, you know, he's not that big. And you mentioned the strength and it just seems like those angles get cut off. But when, you know, when he's driving baseline, it's like he can see the floor. If he's going to get sealed off where he can't take a shot, you know, he, he's, you know, he's perfectly talented enough to get off a reverse layup if that's there, but he's also looking for, to make a pass, you know, that, that option stays open for him better. Uh, then I think when he drives the regular lane, when he just kind of drives north south, I don't. Maybe it's just because it's the first game, but you know that bailout pass, it it didn't seem like it was there, and the, he just kind of ran out of real estate where he was going to be able to get a shot off. To me, this, I mean, this is where age and experience comes into play, right? Uh, so he's, you know, when he's. Like he had a couple of attempts where he would try to beat his man off the bounce, you know, through the through the middle of the lane, but he's picking the ball up, and then he's limit he's limiting his options. It'd be, you know, you know he. I'd like for him to you know really watch. You know, he talks about how he wants to emulate Steve Nash's game. Right. One of the best things Steve Nash ever did as a basketball player is he never picked up his dribble. That's true. Um, it just it just keeps your options open. So when you beat your man off the bounce, you know you don't have to pick the ball up for the layup. Like you know, two dribble, and then you know I have to pick the ball up and either either layup or pass. You know, keep the dribble alive. That's you a know, really run good around point. the defense and look and look for a better option because, like th- this is where I'm. It just felt like he was rushing and. That's one of those. That's one of those experience things. That's one of those coaching things where it's like, hey, you have the dribbling talent to do it. You get in the heart of the defense. Three guys are surrounding you. You don't really have anywhere to go. You, you're you're six two, one seventy, one seventy eight. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. instead instead of instead of trying to you know force the issue and go into a guy who's much bigger than you's chest, how about you try to you know continue driving even past the goal, like past the basketball goal behind the backboard even, and dribble around, reset the play, uh, look for something better. Uh, I felt like a lot, a, a lot of his struggles, especially early on, was uh, I beat my guy, now what? Right, and you know, he's, you can see him tinkering with the floater. Like in the pregame warm-ups, that was definitely something that was a point of emphasis for him was just, you know, getting up a bunch of floaters, getting comfortable at that, and you could see him fiddling it with it in the game too, and that that'll be a weapon for him, I think, once he gets more comfortable. But I really, yeah. really like that Steve Nash point. That's man, that that's that's high level stuff. I completely because he's got, agree. He he's got the dribbling talent for it. Yeah. Um, I mean the ability the ability at his size to put guys on his back and then you know draw contact and draw legitimate fouls. Uh, you know he can do it, and he did. He did it on, like you say, he did it on the baseline. He he had a, that reverse layup was the best play of the night for him, where he he beat his man, but he saw Jaron Jackson right there cutting him off on the baseline. So instead of instead of like picking the picking the ball up, he took a, another half dribble back step to get Jaron Jackson off balance, and then drove right by him for for the layup opportunity. And 
you know, that option is available for him at the, if he can do that, not from the side, because there's only so much you can do from the side. And if he can do that at the, in the front of the offense, at the top of the key, then he's going to be a really special player. And he's got the talent for it. That's just, you know, that's, that's a lot of film. That's just a lot of feel, just a lot of, you know, playing in the NBA and be like, okay, I can't just keep running into guys and expecting to get a foul call. Cause they're not, they, you know, it's a, you're leaving your fate up to the referees when you do that. Instead, how about I be smarter? And that's something that's something he's got to look look towards as he gets older. It's like, okay, how can I be smarter here instead of trying to rely on my, my athleticism? It's only going to get me so far at the next level. I have to rely on my skill level. And you know, I think I really think because he was he really was at his best when he was playmaking instead of looking for a shot. Right when he was just out there trying to find the best look for his guys. He was making some outstanding plays um, yep. all game. And, yep. you know, it's something, it's something I, if, 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 you know, I know the scoring is great. If, if I were, you know, I'm pretty sure Lloyd Pierce is, ta- Lloyd Pierce is telling him right now, like, hey, the scoring's going to come, but how about you do what you, you're, you're legitimately great at already, which is, which is your passing and your, and your ability to read a defense. Uh, look for others. Look for other shots. Be a little bit more unselfish, and then in turn that'll open up your three-point looks, your catch and shoots, your dribble pull-up game. Because you, then you'll be in the rhythm. You know, Mike D'Antoni talks about how ball generates. You know, the ball ball movement generates energy, and it generates better-looking shots, and that'll really help him out if he's, you know, you know, take a take a bit of a step back a bit, um, and you know, try to try to get, you know, try to get others involved first and get into the flow of the game. It's, you know, Steph, Steph Curry does it all the time, too. Uh, if he knows this game, he, he kind of he's kind of falling back from, you know, just taking the 30-foot ball because he can, right? He wants to get everybody else involved first, get in the flow on the offense, move off the ball. That, and that, that was my if, – if, like I said, my biggest criticism of Trey t- of this game and really of his college tape is that he didn't he doesn't really do much off the ball movement, and that like all the all this will just open his game up. It'll just give him more options when his plan A is failing, which is was dribble pull up. Which you know, it, it's entirely possible tomorrow he's going to be hitting eight or nine. He goes eight for nine for three, and we're going to be talking about how great of a prospect he is. Again, it, that's just I mean that's just the type of shooter that he is. He's not he's if. He's probably not going to be Steph Curry as a shooter. You know, Steph is the greatest of all time. But there's no reason why he can't be really good from three-point range uh, at high volume. Uh, there are a bunch of guys in this league that are like that. Uh, Kimball Walker, Damian Lillard, you know, a whole plethora of dudes. He might be even better as a shot maker than those guys. But, you know, it, it, it's going to take time for him. And, you know, it, like I said, it's just one game. But I do feel that the – if he transitions more as a play, to a passer playmaker role than a scorer role for him, because the Hawks, you know, the Hawks got top, like, you know, the Hawks have legitimate, you know, talent, even on this summer league team, you know, John Collins is there, you know, lean on him more. Right. right. You know, John ended up only, he, he played over 20 minutes, but he only ended up taking what, four or five shots. Right. You know, look, you know, look, look for your vets more, look for Dorsey more. Uh, look for Antonius Cleveland more, get him involved, you know, be, you know, be, be show, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to prove that you're the great, that you, you know, the Hawks, you know, 
didn't make a mistake by drafting you, by taking this risk on you. You know, just play your like play to your strengths early and the rest will follow. So uh, let me maybe we could end with this. Uh, Amari Spellman took that loss hard. Like he was <laughs> he was genuinely irritated after the game about having lost it. He was hard on himself too, not individually. Here's here's what he said. I just only know how to play hard. It's hard for me to not play hard. Um, you know, it's frustrating. You know, at Villanova, that really was the formula. You know, to play hard to win. It's not the same. Um, so you know, it's an adjustment for me, and I get it, get it right. Very close, Pierce. Said a few times that he wants you to. Use your emotions and your intensity in the right way. What do you mean by that? What was kind of things he told you about you know channeling that in a positive way? Um, I think today I kind of got frustrated, um, and I had passion. I don't think I used it in the correct way. That's something I have to be real with myself about, and know that that's not going to help this team. Me getting frustrated, and, you know, doing stuff that's not helping the team. So for me, man, I just got to. Even if I get frustrated, keep playing hard, keep being the best teammate I can be, and, and, and trying to get after it for the guys that's next to me. Because I know they're doing the same for me. Omar, as you were preparing for this game, being your first time out on the NBA floor, what you know was it exactly kind of what you expected, despite you know the outcome, the result, like in terms of game speed and just anything shocked you at all or anything? Man, nothing shocked me, man. It was just as a team, we had a rough night. People who have been in this business much longer than me have told me it happens. So, um, we just got to go back to the drawing board, man. That's really all it is. What are you looking to see out of your game or growth-wise from your game during this brief stint here in Utah? Better decisions. Um, getting my guys involved. I think I had one assist. I had the ball in my hands a good amount. I think I create for others a lot better. Um, and that's something I wanted to do for this team anyway. We have great shooters. Tyler Dorsey, um, Trey Young. We have... Great talent on this team. I just got to figure it out. You know, is this kid going to survive 82 games? Uh, he sounds uh, like it, a crazy person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I I can understand his frustration because one, he didn't have the, you know, it's one of those things where you know you're messing up. He had some early mistakes on both ends of the floor. Like I said, he was getting beat for rebounds because he was just a tick slow. Um, and then also, Jaron Jackson was lighting him up and also talking smack. So it's just one of – you know, the type of competitor that Amari Spellman sounds like legitimately to be – like, I can, I can see this, un, um, you know, unnerving him. Just let's be – you know, I don't know what he's actually saying, but uh, let's because of the loss, but just because that – you know, he probably taking it personally that, you know, uh, that Jaron Jackson kind of showed them up um, to me. So I think yeah. it'll be all right. It's, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, rookies, you know, guys, guys kind of grow up. You know, it's, it's not the losing. I don't think that bothers, com- like, competitors it's less the losing and more of I'm playing poorly and I'm the reason why my team is losing. Okay. Uh, well I'm not I'm not doing as well as I I'm not doing as well as I think I should be doing. 
And, you know, Spellman missed some good looks from three. Uh, he had some turnovers where, you know, he had one one turnover in particular where Trey Young kind of set him up for an easy layup, and he kind of pulled the ball out because he didn't – he kind of lost where, track of where he was on the floor. Defensively, he was losing guys all – like, he was just – he was just a tick slow, slower than he needed to be. Um, but you know, he had a good game. I, yeah, he's over, he's overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's do this again. This uh, we got another game tomorrow, so we'll see if 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 uh, Amari and company turn this around. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, no injuries, man. Because I'm not. You know, John, somebody needs to tell John Collins to cool it down a bit. He uh, said he was okay afterward. He said that yeah. When his, he said that yeah. as, as he was falling, his main thing was to kind of cock his head back because he did not want to land on his face. And he said that he absorbed the blow in his chest. But he's like, he acknowledged that it was scary. Yeah, he almost broke his face in a summer league game trying to block a shot that he could have blocked if he just waited a tick longer. So... <laughs> It was a funny play. It, it, yeah, I'm I glad think it he was, wasn't hurt, but it was like it, I was like after I found out he was okay, I was like, man, dude, <laughs> like you could have just waited and literally just grabbed the ball out of the air if you just looked at what Jaron Jackson was doing because he Jaron Jackson like fell down and just threw up some jumps, and I was like, oh boy, John jumping way too high for this, and bloop. Yep. All right, I'm looking at a tweet. Trey Young's dad just tweeted, and he said, yeah, he was so nervous. His first shot in high school, college, and now the NBA have all been air balls. And he's, he's got a face palm emoji. <laughs> so there's precedent for this, so don't lose hope. I mean, it might it might be a thing with him, guys. Uh, so, it's, a, it's a big event. You know, I, it's a big event. He'll be all right. All right. All right, get some sleep. I kept you up late. Have a good night, sir. Uh, you too, but everybody else, remember, uh, rate, review, like, subscribe. Five stars only, please. Don't be a hater. Yes. You don't want four stars. Somebody Just wrote a nice only. comment for this week. I, I should have queued it up so that I could read I'm going to have to read the nice comments. I might read yeah, the Yeah, we meet. should start I, they, I don't even have to just read the nice. I might read all of the comments just as long as they're constructive criticism because I've, I've seen some good constructive criticism too. So good comments, bad comments, just let us know what you think and, and we'll try to do better. And if, if you want to, you know, if you want to sponsor the podcast, right, we're here too. Ooh. You know, you could reach, you know, 300 presumably men, 18 to 45, who are uh, into sports and into <laughs> basketball. If you want to reach them, our podcast is here. (laughs) All right, Tyler. Have a good night. You too, Kevin. All right. See ya.